From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. We are actually moving out of Genesis uh, 3. We're going to move into Genesis 5. And uh, this is the account of um, Genesis 5. I just noticed on my screen it says Genesis 4, but this is Genesis 5. So we're going to start in verse 1. This is the written account of Adam's family line. When God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created the male and female and he blessed them and he named them mankind when they were created. So basically we have uh, Adam and Eve are part of, of a, a thing called mankind and God blessed them, male and female. So the the term for what we are is called mankind, right? But there's male and female in mankind. Anyway, so he named us mankind if we were created. Now what we're going to get into is just a whole long lineage of people that basically take us from Adam and Eve to Noah. So this will go, I mean, I'll just read this rather quickly because it's uh, it's kind of boring, but we're, we got some exciting stuff after it. So beginning in verse 3. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years, and then he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. After he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth lived a total of 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Kenan. After he became the father of Kenan, Enosh lived 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enosh lived a total of 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he became the father of Mahalalel. And after he became the father of Mahalalel, Kenan lived 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Kenan lived a total of 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he became the father of Jared. And after he became the father of Jared, Mahalalel lived 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Mahalalel lived a total of 895 years, and then he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. After he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived a total of 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years, Enoch walked faithfully with God, and then he was no more because God took him away. When Methuselah had lived 887 years, he became the father of Lamech. After he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Methuselah lived a total of 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah. And he said, He will comfort us in the labor of painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Lamech lived a total of 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, 
Ham, and Japheth. So uh, basically we are now uh, from boom, we get from Adam and Eve to Noah. Just a couple things here. First of all, as you notice, uh, these people uh, really lived uh, a very, very long time, right? Um, if we just go back and look real quick, you can see Adam lived 930 years, Seth 912, Enosh 9905, uh, Mahalalal 895. Now Enoch is interesting, he lived only 365 years. But it doesn't say that he died, it said that he was taken away, which is interesting. So what we see here in Genesis chapter 5 is actually a pattern. Because you could memorize, if you wanted to, you could memorize Genesis chapter 5 in about 30 minutes. You'd have all this down because there's a pattern, right? They live for a number of years, then they have a child, a son, and then they live a few more years, and this is how old they, and then they die. And that pattern follows throughout this whole entire Genesis 5. So all you have to do is memorize two numbers for each kind of person, and you get the whole chapter. And then you have to remember that Enoch didn't die. He was taken away. Uh, and so this is really popular in Hebrew scriptures. It's, uh, it's how you memorize oral histories, is that you kind of get a pattern in your mind, and then you memorize the numbers for the pattern. And the numbers are important, and so you memorize the numbers, and then you memorize the pattern. And then you, as you're reciting it, you put those together. And that's a very, very common way of doing oral history, which is one of the reasons we know that Genesis started out as an oral history, because there's so many ways here in Genesis that you have an oral history. All right, so now the big question, of course, in Genesis 5 is, did they really live this long, right? I mean, you look at this, and you say, uh, really did did adam live 900 years did how is this possible because we know in scripture right um let's see where is it in uh oh i don't have it here but uh, one of the scriptures says that uh, that the the years of a man is is uh 80 70 years 80 years if he's lucky or something like that it's from psalm 90 i think and um, so even in the Psalms, people were only living maybe, you know, 80 to 90, 70, 80, 90 years. But now we're talking about 10 times that long. And did they really, really live that long? And the answer is, uh, well, the Bible says that they did. And there's a couple theories that, that, that go on. I mean, one of them is that before Noah... You, now you have to remember that Noah is the flood. There was a worldwide flood that the earth changed catastrophically before Noah and after Noah. So is there something about the earth pre-Noah that was very, very favorable for people to live longer? And uh, and if you believe, you know, if you believe scripture that it's, you know, these these numbers actually mean something, then you almost have to come to the conclusion, yeah, maybe maybe there, there was something favorable about the earth. Now, people who believe that these ages of the pre-Noah people are correct, then look at, okay, so what could be some of the things that would help a person live so long? So one of them is maybe, uh, maybe the food sources before Noah were better food sources, right? I mean, they were in the Garden of Eden. They were around the Garden of Eden. Maybe maybe before the flood wiped them out, there were actually some superfoods that people ate that actually slowed down aging or, you know, let them 
live a very, very, very long time. We know, oh man, well, and we'll get into it. I mean, there's so much known about aging even now that we've never, I mean, that field is just incredibly booming. Uh, they didn't eat meat, right? It wasn't until after Noah that, that mankind started eating meat. So is there a, a correlation between uh, eating a plant food, a super plant food diet and, and not aging? I don't know. Um, some people have posited that perhaps there is a genetic, that Adam had some sort of genetic code in him, Adam and Eve, that, uh, that allowed them to, uh, th- to live very, very long life. And that genetic code started to get diluted from, you know, generation to generation to generation. By the time you get to Noah, that, that original genetic code was so diluted that people just couldn't live that long anymore. Um, this was uh, a friend of mine in high school had this theory because we talked about this, I remember. And uh, he, he always felt that people lived long between Adam and Noah because the genetic code of li- long life wasn't spread out yet. But by the time it got diluted to Noah, that, that it was spread out. So those are some theories and they're, and they're just theories, right? Uh, but I just, there's another thing I want to point out, and that is that just because Noah, or just because Adam and Eve, you know, are, we list these people in the lineage. Remember, this is just the lineage to get you from Adam and Eve to Noah. We know that, that Adam and Eve had other children. We know, and, and it says in here that, you know, they had this particular child, but they had other children. That's part of the pattern, right? So they had, they had Mahalalel, but they also had other children. And maybe this was just God's way of populating the earth. I mean, if if you were God and you wanted to populate the earth, one of the ways that you could do it, right, is to make your first batch of humans superhuman, right? That they last a very, very long time. They have lots and lots of children. And maybe these children travel nomadically to other parts of the world and they start their culture there. Uh, you know, maybe Adam and Eve had... I mean, how many how many kids can you have in 925 years, right? I mean, you can have a lot of kids, right? Uh, and so maybe they had groups of kids and they kind of sent them out and these groups of kids kind of populated the earth. If you think about just what that would look like, uh, it, you know, it is an amazing thing. Um, then you say, yeah, but they all got wiped out in the flood. Well, it, you know, is the worldwide flood an actual worldwide flood or is it just the world that Noah lived in? You know, is it a, a Middle Eastern flood? I mean, we can get into that when we get into Noah. So all these theories just go around. Um, and it's fun to speculate. It's fun to think about. Uh, if, uh, you know, one thing that I've learned in, you know, studying, you know, this whole creation account and trying to... So the, the way I, when I study creation and Genesis, right... The one thing I do is say, well, what if it is possible? What if it is? You know, what if, what if Genesis is actually more literal than a lot of scientists think it is, right? Uh, what, what kind of sets of circumstances would happen to, to make a literal translation of Genesis more believable? Because God can do whatever he wants. I mean, he's God. And so, uh, and it's written down, the oral history is there for a reason. I mean, what are we trying to learn from this? And you know, maybe one of the things we can learn from this is that if mankind wanted to, he could actually live for 900 years. Maybe not. I don't know. The um, uh, 
Well, there's just, there's something I want to get into before we get to that, and that is um, why why life anyway. Like, what is it about our life that makes it meaningful and purposeful and brings joy and fulfillment? Uh, and, and when I think about my life, you know, I'm in my 50s. The things that have brought me the most fulfillment in life is basically having kids and raising kids. I, for me, that has been the greatest joy of my life. And it's, it's that time in life where you're, you, know, you and your spouse have children and you get to raise them from very, very infant you know, all the way to, you know, the time you die. But I mean, just having all those kids under your house, under your roof, uh, feeding them, closing them, being the master of that domain. I mean, that really truly is, uh, as I've looked at it, and I'm sure there may be other things that happen like grandparents and, you know, I mean, but the thing about grandparents is you're now you're sharing those grandkids with a whole bunch of other, you know, people and then great grandkids. I mean, it gets diluted, which is fine, but when your kids are like, it's just you and your wife and your kids, there's something special about that. And apparently Adam and Eve had other kids, so maybe they maybe they had sets of that. And, and maybe they lived 900 years so that they could have sets of kids that would, you know, then be their own domains or whatever. But after a time, they don't need to do that anymore. The population is established. The humankind or mankind, as it's said in scripture, is now established on the earth. And God says, you know, they don't need to live 900 years anymore. And so he just stops it. And maybe it had nothing to do with the flood or anything. Maybe it's just that God's like, this is enough to get the population started. So now it's going to be something else that's going to kick in uh, in the earth. So if, if that's the true joy of life, then maybe 70 to 80 to 90 years is all all that you really need to get that complete human experience that we've had. And you say, yeah, but wouldn't it be great to live 900 years? Well, yeah, but what would you do for 900 years? I mean, after your kids are grown, you don't have any kids anymore. You're just going to sit around and stare at each other and eat bonbons? I mean, I, I, I mean, I am, obviously, there's a lot of joy left in life. But, um, you know, if it's 90 years or 900 years, uh, it's, it's still at some point you reach death, Right. And at some point, this creation that God's created reaches death. None of us, even if, even if you take the, the most scientifically out there estimate of what's going to happen to our universe, all scientists on all sides say, yeah, it's going to, at some point, it's either going to dissipate into nothingness or it's going to come back together into this one big, huge matter that explodes again and the universe, you know, explodes and contracts over billions and billions and trillions of years. I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but either way, you don't, at every cycle of the universe, mankind, there's no way mankind can exist beyond that. The only thing that could exist beyond that is something that's outside of our universe. And I would call that God. And if God wants to hold on to us, and let us live through a cycle of the universe and protect us so that we can live forever, that's his choice. But it takes something outside of the universe for that to happen. Even if science figures out how people can live forever, and even if science figures out how to take 
you know, map our brains and put it in artificial intelligence and all that, none of that is going to survive the cycle of the universe. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and so really, maybe God's wiser than us and he says, and he says that this is all you need to enjoy your cycle of life, to enjoy the reason why I put you on this universe is so that you can uh, come together, create a family group, create a family and have that joy. Uh, maybe that is the greatest joy in life and you get to experience that for us. It's once, maybe if you do some crazy things, you might be able to get it twice, I don't know. But, uh, and of course you get your grandkids and your great grandkids and all that. But um, maybe this is just God's way of the order of the universe that, that we just get one life uh, and it's about 80 years or so and uh, he's called us to use that one life as best as we can. And, uh, and the, be the best way to use the life that God has given you is to not be me-focused, but to be other-focused. And that's kind of what Jesus says. And, uh, and store up your treasures in heaven, because when you store up treasures in heaven, that will last through a cycle of the universe. If you store all your treasures here on earth and it gets decimated by a cycle of the universe, what lasts after that? But if you are a follower of Jesus, if you're part of the kingdom, if he holds on to you forever and eternity, then everything that you do in this earth that's storing up treasures in heaven stay with you for the rest of eternity. And that's kind of a cool thing. Um, let's see, just one other thing is that there is a lot of research being done right now on the science of aging. Uh, one of my favorite guys that I follow, his name is David Sinclair. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's with the Paul F. Glenn Center for Biology of Aging Research at Harvard uh, College, Harvard University. And uh, he's been spending his whole life trying to figure out what causes aging and uh, is there a way to stop it, prevent it, or even reverse it. And maybe he will figure out a way to help us live to 900 years. Maybe we could... Uh, I've heard many, many scientists say that the generation that my granddaughter is could potentially be the generation that could live a very, very long time because maybe we'll figure out what it is. We know it's telomeres, right? That the telomeres lose the end caps. And I mean, if you look into the science of aging, it's just absolutely fascinating. Um, but there's some things you can do to slow down aging. Uh, you can uh, take resveratrol, which is in red wine. Apparently, it's very healthy for you. You can take NMN, which is a fuel. Uh, it's sirtuins. You can take. Uh, you can do intermittent fasting. If they take mice and give it resveratrol and do intermittent fasting and give them some of these other things, they can extend the the life of a mouse incredibly long. And that's the research that's being done at Harvard. And uh, you know, I don't know if you. I don't know if we want to live. <laughs> but a lot of people I talk to is like, yeah, but 120. Just look at what you look like at 120 and. But, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes you, you see somebody, you know, that one person that lives to 110 and their mind is still sharp and intact and, uh, you know, they're still able to love and care and, uh, and do things for other people. I mean, if I, could, if I could live to 100 and still serve my God, then I would be happy to do that. Um, and, I, and I've even seen some people in their 90s, 100s, 100, never in 110, but in their 90s, uh, you know, serve God. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I probably will not live, you know, 900 years, but maybe there will be very shortly. They'll figure out the science of aging.
But even if a person lives 900 years, um, use that time in service of God and his kingdom uh, and bless others by that and uh, be a blessing to the world. That's what we find out when we get to the patriarchs. We find out that God gives us blessings so that we can bless, be a blessing to others. So I'm going to end it there. Uh, and um, tomorrow we'll get into the story of Noah, which is fascinating. Uh, and uh, I'm so glad that you joined me this morning. And uh, let's, let's close in prayer. Dear God, um, thanks for this time together. Thanks for uh, creating us, creating mankind, giving us the joy of life. Uh, every day, Lord, we can look out and see the beauty of your creation and the love and the life that you give us. Lord, we lift up our, our United States that's still struggling with this, this horrible death. I pray, Lord, that you heal our world, heal our nation. Um, and also, Lord, we also have a pandemic going on. So continue to be with the researchers to figure out what's the best thing we should do in that. Uh, Lord, thank you for everybody listening on this on this uh, Bible study. Uh, overwhelm them with your love and keep them safe. And until we meet again, keep us in your grace. In Jesus' name we pray.